1: In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days.
2: Here we go. Welcome into the No Off Days podcast. The Nod Pod,
3: as the kids call it, Chris. Are they calling it that now? That's
2: finally all the kids are flooding in. It's spring break and all I'm hearing is Nod Pod.
3: I'm we, glad. I'm glad we finally got that demo. That was the one we were trying to <laughs> capture. I think it was our snappy dressing that did it. Probably. Yeah. Well, kind of have some
2: pastelish colors. We reverse too.
3: Spring. Yeah. Y- so usually you're wearing. You're now sophisticated. <laughs> you're, I'm, I'm the, wearing the dad slum. I'm wearing the dad bod button down, and yeah. you're going with
2: the cool T-shirt. So. Yeah. Well, the dad bod is still on display, <laughs> even if I'm in a T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Spring break is here, and for us that that live here next to the beaches, it's just one clear indicator to stay away from Clearwater, St. Pete Beach, stay away from any place
3: that, that the tourist yeah. trap will, will ensue, right? Especially late February, early March, you're just going to see pasty michiganders on the beach so you, you probably <laughs> just want to you want to steer clear of that as much as possible speaking of pasty michiganders let's
2: bring in brian king <laughs> no, <laughs> from michigan? he's not from michigan he is and a, he actually has a pretty good tan let's give it up for brian's tan yes, right now on the pod yeah it's pretty good tan. tan yeah and
3: absolutely. for our audio audience he's wearing white which makes his tan stand out even i don't know more. if
2: that's white is that white or it is
3: a uh, light blue it's light blue okay he's staying in he's
2: <laughs> staying in, in theme here with the light colors the past eggshell. no okay Yes, absolutely. Well, welcome on MBK. Uh, I I don't want to waste too much time because I know we have a big show. We got a couple of guests coming in. Two guests coming in,
1: right? We got NFL, another NFL Hall of Famer. Man, we've been. I mean, that's kind of what we do here. It kind of is. Uh, Tony Gonzalez coming in. Wow. Yes, that's a big one. That is a big one, and then changing sports completely. How about Vernon Maxwell, remember him, Florida great. Absolutely, mm-hmm. he, I think he's got like fifteen records still at Florida. Mister,
3: Mister Basketball in Mr. The state ba- of Florida, right? And yeah. he was a killer on the court for the Houston Rockets on a couple of championship teams. There, yeah, right? Yeah. The one
2: thing I like about Vernon Maxwell, and we'll find out here today, that I, I think he, he he likes to he likes to um, uh, tell stories, and, yeah. and and some of them are very colorful. Right. I've, and, uh, I've he's heard quite that. open about, about. I've heard that.
3: Brian may need to be a little quick on the bleep button today. Is that right? Is that? <laughs> <'cause that's laughs> just up have I've before. watched some of his podcast. It's uh, it's colorful, like Scott said, like our shirts okay. today. So, okay.
2: good. So uh, we will have those two gentlemen joining us. Sounds like a fun, uh, a fun program where we kind of get to dive into a couple different uh, venues, different sports. Um, but at the end of the show, end do of the have show,
1: left? I'm going to ask you two some questions, and you you're quick with your opinions always on the show so i was thinking <laughs> sometimes <laughs> something simple just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down on a couple of you know topics maybe some sports some not sports and uh we'll just see how that rolls like oh. whether
2: we like them or not can yeah. i ask clarifying questions now or should i just wait no
1: you can go ahead and ask me
2: carefully okay okay so,
3: just whether we like it
1: uh or agree with it or okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you
3: know, I give like you a thumbs up or thumbs down you. now on this idea? <laughs> yeah, you go
0: ahead because I have a. <laughs> you keep your thumb kind of to thumb. yourself, buddy. <laughs> thumbs up. I like really? it. Really? All right, good. Really? Okay. All right. Yeah. Very
2: good. Okay. Well, we will get to you uh, a little bit later here, BK. So, if you're listening and you want to watch, go to fox 13 newscom nodpod. If you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe, take out your smartphone. Zap that QR code in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen, and it will take you to all of our shows. It'll be a fantastic voyage, to be sure, like the great philosopher Coolio once said. Slide, slide, slippity slide, with switches on the block and a 65. Come along and ride on a Again. fantastic voyage I like, like and subscribe on this fantastic voyage to the audio podcast we invite you so here we go chris uh the calendar kind of rolls into march uh, by the way uh, i mean i know we, we are not short on celebrating ourselves here on the podcast but six months man we've been at this thing for six
3: months how about it Yeah, it feels like six years yeah when will we get a day off i keep waiting for the name of the show to ch- change to some days off the podcast is some odd in and of itself
2: uh, so, but we're getting into March, so we're, we're looking ahead. We got March Madness on the horizon as the regular season mm-hmm. comes to an end. We got conference tournaments ready to roll. And then before you know it, we'll all be getting out our brackets and acting like we're experts when we really know nothing. You know,
3: uh, m- most seasons you could just go ahead and put Villanova, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas in your yeah, final man. four and, and be okay. But this season, not so much. Really, Kansas, the only one of those blue bloods that's kind of, you know, holding serve. The others, kind of struggling, so it's going to be interesting.
2: One of the college basketball storylines that I feel is somewhat fallen a little bit under the radar, uh, maybe because it's just not a very big school, but Detroit Mercy uh, has a, a gentleman, Antoine Davis, that is about to, on the precipice of, could potentially break uh, Pistol Pete Maravich's Scoring record, which many had thought was like untouchable, right? Uh, so, and, and he did it in just three seasons, which is worth pointing out. Pete Maravich did. Yeah. Pete Maravich. Yeah. What did I say? yeah No, you're right. Yeah. yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, Pete's record is 3,667 points in three seasons uh, at LSU. That was, of course, back in the late '60s. Uh, but now, uh, no no three point line, no shot clock. Yeah, it was yeah. a different. I mean, yeah. it was a different times. So, I mean, you talk about b- records that. How did he do most that? Most people didn't he, think he would averaged,
3: averaged 44 a game. Like mm-hmm. we. Talked. had our time machine exercise last week? Yeah, where we, we did. I want to go back and see how, see how did. he scored 44 <laughs> a game in an era with no right. three-pointer and no shot clock. Uh,
2: but Antoine Davis, uh, as we tape this, he's 63 points behind Pistol Pete. Um, so they have what 1 2 games left.
3: They've guaranteed one which is And then
2: the, he's going to have to do a little something in the tournament.
3: Well this is this, their tournament and, starts to as we tape this on Tuesday. Their tournament starts tonight. So he's guaranteed one game. Can okay. he score 63 in one game well, he, probably and not. And what's he averaging? He's got to be He's averaging 28 plus. a game 28 a game which is leading the nation. Okay. His so last 5 games he's been over 30 but so even if he has 34 33 so if, he's still yeah, 30 away. If he's
2: if he averages 33 he's in, right? No, they, they need to win
3: tonight. Uh they basically right, they need yeah, yeah. He needs two games, yeah, and they're guaranteed one. So, well, we you will know, see.
2: Either way, even though he's, I think, a fifth-year senior, right? Uh, it's still a remarkable feat, um, given what it's been sitting around for what seventy years. Well, 1970 Se- was when no, Maravich no, no. finished yeah, yeah. his career. So, so fifth, fifty years. Fifty years. Yeah, I'm yeah. not good at math.
3: He's well. Sorry, we're in journalism, but yeah, it's, it's as you said, a record many thought untouchable, and there's no one close to like the now third place guys like way far back there so yeah. and Antoine Davis kind of came out of nowhere and has played all five years since day one of his freshman season here he is with a chance to do this a record that many thought
2: and that's really what it requires right I mean because in today's game it's if you if you are a high scoring guy you're not going to be in college for five years one and done right you're, you're probably playing your freshman year and exactly yeah. so I mean, if if Davis is able to to knock this record off, I mean, I think I think it's fair to say it probably won't happen again, not unless that, something no. in, unless some type of rule changes uh, how many years a player has to stay in the NCAA, which uh, this is that's not the trajectory, right? right? So, um, but it does bring to mind like uh, other untouchable records, things that, that
3: may never go down, and I'm curious if you. Have a list. Well, I, I've got a couple in. Oh, two. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Always come prepared, Scott. Uh, well, <laughs> sticking with basketball, NBA, yeah. Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game in March, March 2nd. Hey, we're almost on the anniversary of that. We yeah. could be uh, past it, depending on when you're listening to this. 1962, 100 points in a game. Uh, maybe for our time machine exercise, well, we I go back se- and watch We had 71 uh, the other night. Dame Lillard, yeah. Kobe second on the list with 81, but that's still 19 short. I will. Will anyone score 100 again? I don't see how that's possible. Uh, I mean, give me triple overtime. I still don't see I mean, it. I
2: mean, obviously, it's a ridiculous feat, but uh, I think it, ca- I think you it think could. think it could happen? Down. Yeah, I think it could go down. I mean, the, just the way that teams run up and down the court and don't play a lot of defense and, you know, there'll be other people that kind of are as imposing as a as 100 a, a game. A LeBron. Oh, my goodness. I know it's, it seems difficult. It seems impossible, but. Maybe. I don't know. I'd say that I'd give it, I mean, my, my probability, I'd give it like a like a 15% that
3: okay. it would happen. Maybe a yeah. Wilt record tougher than that. That same season, he averaged 50 points a game. Yeah. He, that's, <laughs> anyone going to touch that, averaging well, 50 a game? Well, you
2: know, getting 100 helps the average for yeah. sure. Um, I, I think a, a record that I can't see being topped is Cal Ripken's uh, yep. game streak. So that was... Two thousand six hundred and thirty-two games. I, I don't even know what second place is, but I venture to say it's probably not even at a thousand. I, I don't I think mean, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Th- there's again when you when you have records like this that there's not like a whole lot of incentive, right, right to be to have a consecutive games yeah. uh, streak. I, I just don't see how that could ever be
3: topped. He was like four, fourteen years or something. He didn't miss a game. Maybe yeah. sixteen years. Uh, current uh, active. If you want to see how big this gap is. Uh, the player with the longest active current streak, Matt Olson, with about 300. So, 300 versus 2,360. <laughs> hey, we're rooting you on Matt. Come on, man. Well, that you went <laughs> Tough into it out. baseball. So Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. You, think that's anyone touching that?
2: I mean, it's possible. There's incentive to break it. Uh, obviously, there's plenty of talent out there that could that could potentially do something like that. Pete Rose had just, 44.
3: That's the second, the second closest. Pete I Rose. don't know. I,
2: I'd put that lower than Wilts. I, I would put that oh, in the okay. in the single digit percentages.
3: Well, there are all kind of bizarre Major League Baseball pitching records too that I think are untouchable just because they were in an era when pitching was completely different. Completely different. Right? Walter Johnson career shutouts 110. 110 wow. career shutouts. Uh, for comparison, Nolan Ryan and Tom Seaver in the modern era had 61. 61 versus 110. Cy Young, 511. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that'll be touched either. No. I mean, you got most wins in the modern era is Greg Maddox with 355. Uh, Nolan Ryan, career strikeouts, 5,714. Justin Verlander, most among active players, 3,198. He's 40 years old. If he pitched until 46 like Ryan did, he would have to average 419 strikeouts for the next six years to. Re- it's
2: not happening. Yeah, uh, I think in hockey, Gretzky's uh, his his uh, career points. I don't think that's going down. Where, what is, where was that? He's at 2,857. Oh my goodness! Um, in football, now in football, I don't know. I think all these records are fair game, especially since they're you know extending the season and there's opportunities, but. Here's one that I don't think is coming down anytime soon is Emmett Smith's uh, career rushing mark. Oh, so he's at eighteen thousand three hundred and fifty-five, and just the you know the fact that we are in a pass happy league. That now everything cycles, right? So we could get to an, an era where the running back is predominant featured again. again. Yeah, but I don't uh, know, man. I think you might be right.
3: To, uh, put you on the spot. Second, do you know what? Is there any active player that's who would I it, mean? Is it Jim Brown? I don't know. I mean, DK, active, active players, who's though. Anyone, who's oh. got longevity in the league now that has any potential of that? I mean, I don't think – where's Derrick Henry yeah. now? He's, he's not up there. I um, mean,
2: is Adrian Peterson – he's like 75 so, years old. Is he still he's playing? He's still running. Frank Gore. <laughs> Frank, uh, no. Actually, I think Frank Gore is second, and I, I want to say it's like 12,000. But he's. I think he's done.
3: Do you think this NFL record is untouchable? I kind of do. Uh, receiving yards, career. Jerry Rice, 22,895.
2: I mean it's a ton and he played for so long. But I you know I don't know. I mean passing records and receiving records seem to be broken every year now. I mean um, okay. five thousand yard like passers is is super common now.
3: So I well, just we think Julio Jones had a long career, right? Very productive. He he might be done after this past season, but he's the closest active player with thirteen thousand to 22,895. That's a lot, man. That's a big gap. Yeah. I don't know if that one's coming down. I mean, yeah, Jerry had longevity
2: on his side, and he was, for most of those years, with the exception of probably his Raiders years, he was always the feature guy. He was the number one. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of records that probably won't get touched, but then again, you know, we thought at one point Babe Ruth's record was untouchable, and, you know, so everybody, you know, the records are set to be broken. I know that's cliche, but um, with the exception of Probably what
3: Ripken would, would yeah, that was that was not going <laughs> because down because that's just like dude, some, you, I, you've lasted. <laughs> I, that's your uh, what do you call it? Your your career, your longevity award. Yeah. I want this record to be broken. The Bucks losing streak of 26 consecutive games. Could someone please <laughs> right. break yeah, that one? I
2: know, I think that's possible
3: because okay. uh, if you take you
2: know a back half of one bad season you you get blanked another season i mean the lions did that not too long ago when they were 0 16 right yeah uh and then you start out the next year a little cold i think i think you can mix and match seasons and you could you could top it come on texans all right Right, i got one more for you before we move
3: on back to baseball ricky henderson career stolen bases 1406 active players right now uh d strange gordon who i didn't know was a player um but, uh, D. Gordon. Yeah. D. Gordon? Okay. Yeah. Well, he goes by Strange Gordon in my book. Uh, 336. <laughs> so, 336 to 1,406. I know, man. Uh, yeah, Ricky was great. But um, I don't know.
2: Maybe with some of these new baseball rules, they're trying to incentivize that a little bit. I mean, baseball has rolled out all these new baseball rules. And I think one that probably helps uh, – uh, let me turn my computer off a little bit uh, – that, that will help – Guys, steal bags is the amount of pickoff attempts that a pitcher can do in one at bat. So you get two pickoff attempts.
3: Oh, that. So during not, one not, at bat. Not consecutive.
2: Yeah, during one at bat. So, you know, you strike a guy out, you start over again or whatever okay. it might be. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, that. If, if you've already made two attempts, I don't even think you have to throw over. I think it's simply stepping off the rubber and checking. So wow, uh, yeah, I that think that kind of gives a green light. You could still have pitch outs and all that kind of stuff, but they're trying to, of
3: course, speed the game up. Does your does the bigger bases uh, does that play into more stolen bases too? Like, tell me, and you're you're our local uh, bag expert. Tell me what our dimensions are going to now. We've got <laughs> so they're 15 inch bags before now they're 18. So, you know, if you're expanding
2: the bag, uh, presumably you're going to get there quicker. But you know, we've had this conversation back in the sports office too. I mean. Throws are going to get to the bag quicker, right? I mean, you're taking a, just that fraction of a second. You're closer to where the ball is coming from, too. Is right? it more
3: about the distance, though, or is it more about how much of the bag second the second ba- baseman can pre- pre- yeah, protect, yeah. right? No, I think that, I think that's key. Right? I wish you would let me back into that sports office. I no. could add a lot to your conversation. Do you know the secret code? <laughs> <Do> I- <laughs> the secret password? <laughs> Isn't it a Boston clam chowder? Ah! <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm in. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of the
2: one of the ones that uh, we're already seeing rolled out here in spring training that is like an immediate as soon as you see it, it's the pitch clock. Yeah, I mean this thing's it's fantastic. We're, I we're, I, li- I like it just because it's like this new fresh element that kind of gives like raises your intensity like inside. It does like, make me Hurry nervous. up and go. Hurry up yeah. and pitch it. Um, but yeah, so you you have this pitch clock when when you have a runner on base. It's 20 seconds. When you don't have anybody on, it's 15 seconds. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I think that's right. That's right. And then a batter, you know, all these guys that want to take time out, they get out of the box, they call time out, they do their gloves, adjust themselves a few times. You
3: you got eight seconds, man, like to be ready for the pitch in the box. So this is kind of. When you get assessed a strike. Oh, you get a strike if you're not, if the batter's not set. If if it's the batter's fault, correct. Eight seconds counting down on the clock, you've got to be set correct okay. and
2: if it is the if the pitcher is delayed if the, if they you know run over then it's a ball that's assessed
3: okay and this has come up in spring training already I've, I think yeah. we had and it, and it funny I, at least the examples I've seen it hasn't hurt the pitchers yet it's hurt uh, I think Manny Machado was the first victim with Man, a strike I, I
2: think that that's probably going to be the biggest adjustment to be honest with you most yeah. most pitchers don't really drag things out. Not, I mean, there are a few that are a little Kenley bit. Kenley Jansen, yeah. But even if guys. you're starting, I think even if you're starting your motion, it's not like even like you gotta release it within 10, 15 to twenty seconds. I think it's as, as long as you're starting your motion toward toward the plate, then then you're good. And they get to look, they have the advantage of looking at the clock. I'm not sure if the batter has a clock on the other side. They need you to. Know, they should have field, something up on the scoreboard, something to give their. Give them, but. Dude, step yeah. in the box and let's get let's ready. Go, ahead and go. So I like that. I admire the fact that they're trying to speed the game up and appeal to the viewing audience and uh, get these games in in a relatively you know
3: less nor- than three hours. Exactly. Thing. Well, you, yeah, I don't like the added anxiety though. You mentioned it. Baseball is supposed to be peaceful and lower your heart rate. And now I'm watching this clock constantly. Please, yeah, get ready. I do think
2: fireworks or something should go off. Like there should be like pots and pans that. That rattle around. The horn. Yeah, the, we need exactly.
3: the NHL goal horn like to that, go off. With remember it.
2: that, what was that show, the comedy show with the hook, the big hook, the guy oh, would come out and pull was, you?
3: The gong show? Yeah. Was that- <laughs> I
2: don't know. Yeah, it was like
3: improv. Or I don't know. Well, speaking of
2: improv. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> great. Great segue. Our guy, Tom Brady. He doesn't want to jump into the Fox broadcast booth yet. But according to what? What's the radar online? Yes. Yeah, we. Okay, I don't know. We we have dubious but, sources here, but, but he's, he's getting an account.
3: Here's what makes this allows us to put this, you know, out for podcast fodder. It, it is being shared yeah. by some actual credible media. I don't know. But yeah, Radar Online is the source for this, which if you look at their website, it looks kind of like in the grocery store aisle, the Weekly World News, where, mm. you know, the, the Bigfoot yes. would marry a Martian, but <laughs> a little like that. But I don't want to completely discredit the fine Tom journalist. Tom Brady's at alien love child. Yes. Yeah, so, so they come out with this article, article yesterday, as we tape this, uh, that Brady has delayed his Fox broadcasting career so that he can really carry on his true dream. No, not winning Giselle back, uh, doing stand up comedy. Wow. He's working on some material. uh, And the way this article reads, Radar Online has some sources inside his camp that say they're encouraging him not to do this because his material is bad. (laughs) Um, Really? Yeah, I can't imagine that. No, I can't
2: imagine that either. Um, Yeah, I think it would be, for most people, stand up comedy is like the greatest fear, right? It's like that public speaking. It's very difficult to do. Um, I think you have to have nerves of steel. Now, playing quarterback in the NFL might help, but I think this is a whole different level. This is not about, you know, physical, you know, prowess. This is... This is about, you know, being sharp and, and you, being funny, and it, that's that not everybody can be
3: funny. Well, I think the best stand-up comics are relatable, right? Like, yeah. they're kind of an everyman or an everywoman, and they can talk to people about real things that people are going through, like this awful, you know, family trip you had or, you know, some business that your boss gave you this past week that was rough. What does Brady have that's relatable? What's he going to do? Like... You know, yeah. complain about ah the private jet was almost to Saint Bart's when I realized my personal assistant had packed the wrong protein powder. You know, Don't it's you hate funny that, that you
2: mentioned that because I actually, uh, me and my comedy team, oh, we no. actually wrote um, some suggested some bits. material for Tom. Yeah. Okay, do yeah. you mind if I try? Try I, mine. It, I think you need to. Okay, while well, I'm working on mine, you can work on yours. You let me know how this goes. <clears throat> All right. So uh, please welcome to the stage, Tom. Great. Yeah, so I think that people get this idea that my life is is somehow different than everyone else. You know, but everyone, I think, can relate to to certain frustrations, right? I mean, take, for instance, travel. Like, I mean, when you're sitting there on the tarmac waiting to take off and the stewardess of your private jet tells you that they're low on Perrier. I mean, frustrating, right? Or like the captain of your yacht, he can't dock at the private island because of paparazzi. Who's with me, right? Yeah. Yeah, I played in the league for a long time. You know, I'd tell my teammates uh, back when I started uh, that you could actually hit the quarterback. Uh, played a long time. A lot of presidents came and went over my time in the league. Uh, but I got to say my favorite in that span, Taft. Yeah. <laughs> the Payne Aldrich Terra fact underrated uh, but seriously played a long time so many uh, years in fact the teammates actually referred to me as as a dinosaur which you know I wanted to be a little bit more specific I said brontosaurus because I'm slow and plant based <laughs> uh, for a guy that is, is known for slowness though I've done a pretty good job of avoiding the guy that supposedly catches all of us and that would be father time I mean would you look at these glutes Hey now. Uh, you know, but I try to eat right. I try. It's tough. It's it's really tough to eat right. I, I'm guilty, like most, of portion control. I mean, you try eating just one flax seed and cauliflower crusted ahi lettuce wrap. You know, one is never enough. Thank you. Thank you very much.
3: He's here all week. I, your I know, I don't know. That was right, pretty good. All right. So while I was
2: uh, uh, doing that, do you do you have any?
3: Oh yeah, it's uh, you know. And I, I want to stand up for mine because I feel like it is stand up. Can you get so a spotlight? Okay. Let me just. There go. If I this will help me help Tom deliver. Would you like a drink? It says yeah. Get here, I'm up gonna a bit? put it on the stool okay. like all the stand up yeah. comics do. They yeah. have it on the stool there. Norm Macdonald, you know. Hey. <laughs> all right. So uh, tell you what, man. Forty five is no joke. First half of your 40s, everything's fine and normal. You're still winning Super Bowls, throwing for 5,000 yards a season, married to a supermodel. 45 hits and wham! No Super Bowl, no supermodel wife, your Gronk won't come back, your offensive line leaves you, and your body. Don't get me started on what happens to your body at 45. Your six pack just isn't as clearly defined as it used to be. I mean, you know what I mean? You just gotta catch the right light and the perfect angle to look good in that underwear, (laughs) underwear selfie. Everyone know where I'm coming from? 45, man. Can you imagine what 80 for Brady is going to look like? Oh, there we go. I like that it's a promotional plug. Yeah. Can I keep going? Yeah. Got a little more? Yeah, I all think right. so. Again, he's an everyman. He's, he's talking about issues that we can all identify sure. with. Does right? this so posture please. welcome your comedy? <laughs> right here. Me. For, for our audio. Folded um, arms. For, yeah. No, please, could you? We need you to have another <laughs> dream. Yeah, Loosen yeah. up. Can we? Barking, bar dim the lights a little. Right. So, does this ever happen to you guys? A buddy comes to you with some great investment opportunity? Happened to me a few months ago. Buddy Sam comes to me. Hey, Tom, I've got this surefire winner. You're going to want to get in on the ground floor of this one. What is it? I ask. It's a crypto exchange. A what? Like a bank for a cryptocurrency. A who? You know, the made-up computer money that until recently only existed so that shady people could buy bombs and body parts on the black market. Oh, yeah, so a bank for untraceable currency that you're completely in charge of, Sam. Tell you what, I'm spread a little thin right now, but, uh, what's a year's salary? I got 40 million to put on this in real money. I want a slice of that pie. There you go. FTX, man. I haven't been a part of a scam like that since the tuck rule. (laughs) That was my closer I like it That's good I mean it's
2: Again It's just the material base. It's tough but, but I think that if, if you take What we have kind of Written here as an outline And then his Natural comedic stylings I think Hey You know No limit I've right?
3: heard he does A pretty good Boston accent So there you I'm go. sure he could He could throw yeah. that in Maybe
2: there. he's an impressionist Maybe that's where We're wrong in all this He's just gonna <laughs> do Voices the whole time
3: Or Or he's a Gallagher He's just gonna <laughs> smash things Yeah there we go Look out, watermelons! Front I row. I can't wait until he uh, his, I, his tour has to open in Tampa, right? He's got yeah. to start here.
2: Oh, that's okay. good. We'll we'll catch him at the uh, what, what is the what's the local comedy?
3: There's a improv at uh, Ybor in okay. Ybor City. Yeah, yeah come check Are out Side Ticklers. No, oh, that's <laughs> side side, no. side splitters. That's nah, d- <laughs> different. The different part of
2: town. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. On that note, hey, let's get to our big guests. Okay. Yeah. What do you say? Let's do it. Well, among our guests, many accomplishments. He has hosted a show on Nat Geo called You Can't Lick Your Elbow. Also happens to be a pro football Hall of Famer. We welcome to the program Tony Gonzalez. I guess that's the big question. Kent, is it possible to lick your own elbow?
4: Well, <laughs> uh, wow. wow. <laughs> you caught me off guard with that one. But, yeah, in, in 15, 15% of people can lick their elbows.
2: Wow. Yeah, I'm that, not
4: one
2: of them. <laughs> what a select group. <laughs> now, Tony, you are also trying to get the word out about heart health. So, tell us about the – heart health campaign and why you chose to be a part of it.
4: Well, it, 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 I teamed up with Bayer, uh, because it hits close to home for me. My mother, uh, has heart issues. My aunt has heart issues and my grandmother who's still alive at 104 years old. She has heart issues. They all take Bayer aspirin, uh, in the morning and at night. Uh, but I love, and, and, and it's something that can possibly affect me, you know, cause a lot of this stuff is hereditary. So it's cool to team up with Bayer to bring that awareness to people. Uh, I took a little uh, uh, test, survey, whatever you want to call it, uh, at checkyourheartrisk.com, which is great. It took me five, ten minutes, uh, and it spits out where you're at after the questionnaire, low risk, medium risk, high risk, and then you can help formulate a plan based off of that information to make sure that you're healthy and you're out around, watch your team play, but also, more importantly, be around your, your loved ones and your family members.
2: Absolutely. Good to know. We will check that out. Um, about football, you know, one guy that will join you in Kenton uh, one day is Andy Reid. And, you know, what he's been able to build in Kansas City, uh, the consistency, the culture. Uh, he, you know, Kansas City hadn't won a single playoff game for the 19 years prior to him showing up. Does, does he get the recognition uh, that he is due?
4: Well, Maybe you could have said that before, but I, I think now it's the, the, the cat's out of the bag um, and it should be. The guy's a, a phenomenal football coach, has been for a long time. Uh, and tell me they're not the most enjoyable team to watch right. in the NFL. The, the stuff that, that he allows his players to do and they execute it, uh, It's not they're not just out there messing around. This stuff works. Uh, I I love Andy Reid uh, on and off the field, even when, you know, I remember I had a chance to to hang out with him a little bit at the Pro Bowls uh, when he was coaching. And uh, I always loved him. He's such a a, a great guy as well. And that's why the players play for him like like the way they do, not just the, the genius ability to call plays. He's a he's a he's a good guy, too. And people love him.
2: So you are the all-time leader when it comes to receptions uh, and yard and receiving yards for a tight end, but there, there's another one, a chief that is uh, currently fourth on that list, and Travis Kelsey. Uh, early on in his career, you had an opportunity to, to talk to him and kind of get to know him. What was that conversation like, and and what have you seen from him? How how high is that ceiling?
4: Well, you know, it, they he kind of reached out to me at the beginning, and mm-hmm. for me, uh, that that spells. I want to learn like yeah. I don't know all the answers. Uh, I love the, the humility in that I, I feel like I did the same thing when I was younger looking at Kellen Winslow tape and looking at Shannon Sharp's tape uh, and I haven't a chance to get to know Travis over over the years. Uh, he's a great guy a phenomenal guy off the field. I love the way he plays on the field too. his, his emotion. He wears it. He wears it on his sleeve. Uh, I, I look at it and go man. I wish I did more of what he did because he's, he's unafraid. Uh, fearless out there on the field. And then what he's done with the position, you know, we always talk about the torch, you know, Kellen Winslow, uh, Shannon Sharp, uh, me, Antonio Gates, Gronk, uh, these guys that are taking it now, like George Kittle, Kelsey, uh, that, that's just what they're able to do at that position. It just keeps, keeps getting better and better. And And Travis is right at the forefront, obviously first ballot. Hall of Famer, one of the best of all time.
2: As we see the succession of of great tight ends, there's also, uh, we see that in quarterback play as well. And in the AFC between Mahomes and Burrow and Josh Allen, uh, it seems like between the elite quarterback play that as long as those guys remain in place, that the AFC champs, I mean, for the foreseeable future, do you feel like it's probably going to be a mixture of either the Bills, the Bengals, or the Chiefs for the foreseeable future?
4: Absolutely. I mean, it's the number one position in all the sports. It'll get you fired. I don't care how good of a coach you are. Look at Bill Belichick right now. I don't think he's going to get fired. Right. But certainly not having the type of success that he used to have when you don't have Tom Brady. You need one of those guys. You need one of those 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 game changing quarterbacks that that shape the whole team. Um, no, no matter what. So uh, the teams out there. I always say, like, if you got if you're in a position. Where you have a good quarterback, an okay quarterback, I would say sometimes trade that guy and try and go get the franchise quarterback if you're trying to win a Super Bowl uh, because you see what's happening with those organizations. Absolutely. Those guys will be in the AFC championship game unless a really great defense comes along, which happens every, you know, 10 years you have those, those, you know, Baltimore type defenses or Tampa type defenses. But for the most part, it rests on the shoulders, shoulders of that quarterback.
2: It certainly seems that way. Uh, speaking of another quarterback that is elite status, that is now a free agent, uh, you are a former Falcon. Do you think the Falcons will make a run at Lamar Jackson?
4: Um, by the way, I hope he stays in, in Baltimore. But yeah, I think that'd be a great, great landing spot for him with uh, Arthur Smith, the, the coach out there. He's a, he's, he's a young Andy Reid to me. Players love him genius uh, play caller, uh, I think he'd be great if uh, to team up with Lamar if if, if that's a possibility.
2: Uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said something that, that could be music to the ears of your bosses at Amazon. He said that he wouldn't be surprised if the league started flexing Thursday night games in the future, uh, which would save us from some of the kind of more brutal matchups that you guys were stuck with uh, this last year. But how do you think that would be received by players?
4: Uh, they, they probably wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it. I'll be honest. I wouldn't I wouldn't like it at all because it's kind of a mental thing to be to be able to respond in such a short week. Uh, But these guys like getting paid you. You like the business. It is a business and that this is what your signed contract tells you to do. So get your butt ready and come come play some Thursday Night Football so I can talk about you (laughs) for the guys out there complaining. Uh, But but yeah, we do need we need some better games. Some of those games where. Or not that good. Some really good ones too, Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I would love it, obviously, talking about it. I want some better football games. All
2: right, this question is uh, this has been transcribed by my colleague Chris. I must ask it verbatim. What is it like to be extremely handsome? I mean, I'm sure it comes with certain advantages, but it also has to be a bit of a curse at times. <laughs> Women constantly throwing themselves oh. at you, shaving cream companies, begging yeah. you to star in their commercials. Are there days when you just wish you'd look more like Terry
4: Bradshaw? <laughs> uh you mean bald and funny uh i wouldn't i I wouldn't mind that um my my stepdad my dad was bald and funny uh that's fine. uh tell that to my wife though right yeah yeah yeah. i just i just cut all my hair off and my wife said it's horrible
2: Um,
4: i think you're doing all right tell tell
2: folks where they can learn a little bit more about uh about heart health and and the symptoms to be on the lookout for
4: uh, well, I, I think first and foremost, I would encourage everybody out there, especially the men watching, because uh, I know as a man too, I'm in that boat where you kind of want to push things off and you say I'll handle it when I get there. I know in sports you don't do you don't do that in sports. I mean, you prepare way before. And so go to checkyourhealthrisk.com. Take the five ten minute uh, at max uh, survey questionnaire. To see where you're at, see what your risk levels are at, and formulate a plan because, you know, your, your, your family and your loved ones are dependent on you.
2: Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2019, the great Tony Gonzalez. Thank you so much for joining us on the No Off Days podcast.
4: All right. Thanks, Buck.
3: Appreciate it. Did you ask him my question about how it is to be that handsome? I did. Oh, okay. you didn't listen. I, I was out of the room preparing listen. for my Vernon Maxwell uh, yeah, interview. I did. Yeah. I
2: thought he, I thought he handled that pretty well and he didn't want to throw Terry under the bus because, you know, maybe unlike Tom Brady, Terry is, <laughs> he, he's very funny. Yeah, and yeah. so he, there, there are many other things. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, Tony's Tony's great. Uh, of course, one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game of football. And um, so h- how about that? that, that two of the greatest tight end, maybe two of the top three tight ends in NFL history have both played for the Kansas City
1: Chiefs. Yeah, with Kelsey Travis currently playing. We yeah. were
3: talking about records that may be untouchable earlier. You know, Tony is at the top of a lot of those tight end records, and and Kelsey has a chance to surpass him in receiving yards. You right? know what Tony used to play? He played uh, not only football, he played
2: basketball. He can do it all. Was it Cal? For Cal. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I
3: I don't think they're on the bubble this year. Tough season for for the Bears. For as much as he knows about
2: football and probably basketball too, how about we lean on somebody else's insights for a greater depth of basketball knowledge.
3: Yeah, we got a baller who did it at the college level and the NBA level quite well. All right. Our next guest. He played
2: 13 years in the NBA, eight different teams, big part of back-to-back Rockets titles, 94-95, and the host of the Maxed Out podcast by Bovada, Vernon Maxwell. Welcome to the program. Fan of your show, by the way. Uh, You guys got great guests on. uh, You're telling old stories, sharing laughs. You are far less confrontational in this podcast than I remember Mad Max out on the court.
0: Oh, well, you know, I'm on the other side now. Right. I'm, I'm the interviewer. I'm not the, you know, I'm the one giving the interviews now. So I got to kind of let the other guys kind of like have the show, you know, because I'm, you know, they're my guests and I'm biting them on. So I can't really get in their way, <laughs> but I try to like give a little bit of my perspective into what they're saying, but I can't really do it. The, I mean, but I enjoy doing it the way I'm doing it because, I always wanted to be on that side, and and I enjoy standing on that side, and thanks to Bavada for giving me the platform so I could be on that side. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm a blessed man.
2: So you're now doing kind of the media thing. Do you still play? Do you get out there? How many days a week are you out on the court?
0: Well, you know, i got two boys, one in high school at North Meg High School, one of the top high schools in the state of North Carolina. And um, my other son's at Georgia Tech, so he's a sophomore playing, so – but I really just no, I don't really play as much. I just train and I get out there with my boys and have shooting contests with them throughout the summer and see who can shoot it the best. and And that's about it. I really I, I, I kind of stay out the way when it comes to ball now because I'm you know I'm 57, getting ready to turn 58 this year.
3: So so tell us then, do do, do the sons do they beat dad? Do they or do you still uh, have you still have uh, ragging rights man, they, on them?
0: It ain't close, man. Them boys, they you know, these kids they shoot that ball real they they can shoot it nowadays. Yeah. And and I and I and for to my defense though, I don't be in the gym as much as dads do either now. Now because they're in the gym like you know, pretty much all day, every, you know, 365 days the year. So, but I'm, I'm just in there when they get in town and when they come around, you know, you know when I go and train my young, and that's when I go and shoot, you know, but I'm really not in there as much, folks. So to my defense, that's why I think they're beating me right now.
2: Uh, your Rockets these days, uh, probably a little hard hard to watch, uh, but do you have a team that you like right now, a team that, that's exciting for you that you think might have a chance this year?
0: Well, I'm not really, man. I just, you know, I just love watching it, and I think the game has changed a lot. But um, as far as a favorite team, I mean, yeah, you know, I enjoy watching the Rockets. Their young guys play. I, I mean, yeah, you know, from yeah,
3: here. yeah, your Rockets might be getting in that Victor Wembanyama lottery. Is that what's happening there? What do you think?
0: Hey, it, it looks like they're gonna be in the run, man. I mean, I mean, they're gonna have a lot of damn balls in there, so I'm. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what do you, what do you think about this kid? This this nineteen year old. This looks like the first since LeBron came into the league twenty years ago. The first surefire number one draft pick in June. This this French All Pro, seven foot three, nineteen year old. Is he going to be, um, you know, a, a certified NBA star? From what you've seen.
0: Hey, um, you know, I, I mean, I, you never know. Um, they they talk like he's going to be like you know when LeBron came into the league. He's so highly touted, like LeBron. So, I I mean, I mean they I mean they love him. I mean, I don't know. I mean the way he plays, it's the way the NBA plays right now. I think, and he's got the height. What is seven four seven five? He handled and shooted the way he do. I mean, skill sets there. I mean, so I think he'll do well. I think he'll do wonderful in the league. I mean, I mean, um, I hope the Rockets can get a guy like that because I tell you what, the the, the fan base and the and the And the ticket sales are going to go out the roof because he's a, he's he's a showboat. He's a, he's he's a, he's a box filler. Yeah.
2: Vernon, you, you mentioned how the game is, is different nowadays. Is it different, better, different, worse?
0: Well, I think it's different as far as the aspects for for me, I think is, you know, it's nothing the way we played. I mean, um, but the way the NBA wants the game to be played today, it's, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, if they like it, I love it. You know what I mean? I mean, but I wouldn't, I didn't, I didn't grow up playing it that way. And, you know, everything, every foul, you got to go over to the half court, to the, to the scores table and find out, got to get it correct every time. And that's not the way the game is supposed to be played. You know, I mean, referees going to make bad calls. They're going to make bad decisions. You just got to go with it and keep the game going. You know what I mean? Because you are in a flow, You want to just keep playing. You don't want to stop and wait and wait until they get this right because every call's not going to be right. And then everybody, they want more. You know, like back when I played, it was true centers, you know, and I, I ain't knocking the game. I love it. I mean, I love watching. it. I mean, it's more exciting. I mean, I think because, you know, scoring and, and, and the way they're playing, I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with the way they're playing, but it's just totally different than what we did. We had centers that ran from paint to paint. Mm-hmm. Now they got centers that run from three point line to paint. You know, in the defense, you run down, and I mean, it's just totally different. I mean, it's everybody's clogging up the three point line for the. I mean, so it. I mean, it's it's totally different, but I mean, it's exciting. I mean, I, I that's what I mean. Like I said, they like it. I love it. A so, little,
2: a little more physical back in the day. A little more chippy back in the day. Uh, you were, of course, you, can- you you were one of those guys that ran hot. Who got under your yeah. who got under your skin the most? Was it Jordan? Well, Starks? it didn't matter.
0: I think, uh, nah, everybody it wasn't, nobody. it wasn't really nobody. I mean, it's just probably that day. You yeah. know, I just probably was having a damn bad day, like I'm a human being, you know? And, and then, <laughs> and then say one damn little thing took me out of your damn mouth, I ain't like, I might not have been in your damn mouth.
3: Well, some, sometimes it was one of your teammates, right? I mean, it's kind well, of.
0: Yeah, it, 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 I mean, like I said, I'm a human being. It yeah. Can be, that just that day. I don't know. It just that day I just I'm having a bad day, so you better watch your damn
3: self. Well, <laughs> hey, let's talk about one of those days. I mean, you're you know, your your altercations off the court were kind of legendary. You actually had a uh, a police officer pull a gun on you in your locker room at halftime to stop you from attacking Hakeem Olajuwon Whoa. with a Well
4: a...
0: It was a, he didn't he didn't pull a gun on me. He jammed they was like looking at me like they was ready to. but they was Like yo, put down the glass. So put down the
3: fine. glass. Now, t- now back up here. You had a, a shard of a of shard of broken glass in your hand. you you, you, were go- you were going after the dream. What did the dream done to you? you know, to-
0: I was going at the end of the day. I'm about to find. It. <laughs> I was just mad. I just got slapped. Out
3: well, so- and the dream slapped you. Why did why did peaceful gentle giant Hakeem Olajuwon slap you in the locker I was
0: bad. You know, I was bad. Walk to the locker room uh up in seattle it's a long ass walk to the locker room in seattle back in the day i was being and he was like max come on man be a professional i was just like man i don't want to hear that shit. and we got into it and he slapped out of me and we stole off of him and slapped out of me but other than that was and then that's when i just went crazy but yeah that's what happens
3: so have you had him on your podcast yet the dream no not
0: yet i'm I'm looking forward to having him though you know that's my yeah. teammate i'm sure i probably shouldn't get him on uh, one of these one of these uh episodes i will I'll probably get him on yeah yeah who
2: could who could keep with you in terms of being a good talker on the court who 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 gave it uh, just man, as much yeah, as they you, know, you
0: got to gary paytons you got you know um your charles oakley's you got your, you know your uh you got, uh, Xavier McDaniels. I mean, I could go on and on and on. There was so many guys love to run their damn mouth back there. Every night we played on the floor. Back in the day, somebody was running their damn mouth.
3: <laughs> as, yeah. as, as you watch the game today, who do you like? Uh, give me your, who, who's the best player in the league right now, in your opinion?
0: Ah Man, I'm putting on the spot with that one. I don't know. I don't, ah. Maybe a better question
2: would be LeBron or Jordan, since this is like you obviously.
0: I mean, I love LeBron, you know, what he do, the bastard at the NBA, but Jordan, I played against Jordan. I don't know, I never played against LeBron, so, but I know he's, I know he'll be a tough cover because he's 6'8, 230. You know, I know he'll be too, I know it's a tough cover, and he can shoot and handle it, handle the way you do, so, but I, I, I've, I've only played against Mike. I never got a chance to play against him. Um, LeBron, so, and I know what Mike was—the toughest guy I ever played against. So, I mean, I hands down, Michael Jordan.
3: Well, you had a you had a long career, played well into your 30s. But when you look at LeBron now, at 39, and he's averaging 30 a game, nine rebounds a game, eight assists. What he's done to keep his body in playing shape is that you know what it what it's like to have to go through that grind through the season. Is is that even human in your mind what he has done to keep himself, you know, at the top of the league?
0: Well, as far as me, I I did everything a professional athlete wasn't supposed to do. So I did no sleep, eat everything, fried. You know, I wasn't I wasn't I didn't take care of myself like I was supposed to. But what LeBron is doing it's crazy I mean because you know I mean at that age he's at and you think he'll be deteriorating but he's he's look like he's getting better and better I don't know what's going on with his body but I mean he look like he could play another three four more years man so he looks real good man uh, I mean I know the guy takes care of himself you know he's always in those chambers and doing all the things he'd do to the you know they got all the stuff now you can you can get into and lay down into for hours at a time and, and bring your body back faster than what we used to do, be able to do sitting in a tub of ice, you right. know, so, but I mean, so it's, it's a lot of things they got out here nowadays. If you, if you, if you, if you go out and, and utilize these, these tools that they have, you can play a longer career than what the guys like us played when we, when I was playing, because we didn't have...
2: Yeah, LeBron is uh, cryogenically frozen. So, yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's going through yeah, all Yeah,
0: there it. you go. He for and sure Tom Brady
2: though. will be floating heads <laughs> right. on, a, on a robot <laughs> exactly. in about 30 years. <laughs> exactly. Fleurs love out. the old stories. <laughs> yeah. Love it when you mix it up on the court and, and love to talk about it now. He is Vernon Maxwell, former Mr. F- basketball in Florida here yeah. back in 1984, and now he's the host of the Maxed Out podcast <laughs> by Bovada. Vernon, thanks for hopping on our podcast, and we wish you the best, man.
0: Hey man, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you guys, man. If I need you guys now to come on mine, I might call you guys now. Y'all keep, keep your doors open, you, you
3: got it. Anytime, yeah. my friend. Yeah, Th- right, man. thanks, thanks man. Vernon, and me. and don't have any of any more of those uh, darn bad days, okay? Or, or keep. <laughs> hey keep man,
0: the... you know I, I didn't throw that old Mad Max he out the door now, man. <laughs> it right. take a hell of a lot for me to pull him back out, man. You got to do something real crazy, old Max, man, for me to get that out of here. We don't. Uh, no. We don't want to find out. Oh, uh, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You better know it. Thanks, Vernon. Thank you, Vernon. All right, buddy. All right, thanks, for having me.
2: All right. Well, I hope uh, BK was heavy on the, um, the, the button, right, I, with, I, with old Vern. Vern gave him yep. a lot to work with It's there. good, though. It's, it, it's a, it was a colorful interview, and uh, we appreciate his insights. So let's welcome in the aforementioned Brian King. Uh, BK, there you go. I mean, hey. This is uh, for an adult audience, right?
3: Our our podcast. Boy, he was not holding back, was he? (laughs) No, and I think he was doing laundry, too, during the interview. (laughs) Did you hear the dryer going? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, hey, nothing better than the
2: smell of, of laundry. You yeah, so, got to get yes. that fabric. Kind of gets you in the yeah. mood for
3: podcasting, I yeah. think.
2: Um, all right, so off the top of the show, you teased out We're doing thumbs up, thumbs down. You're going to throw some stuff out there. We're going to tell you whether we like or agree with it.
3: For our audio audience, let's not tell them whether we're holding our thumbs up
1: or oh, down. Let's nice. just make them guess. <laughs> nice, nice. You got to watch. All right. Okay, all right. first one: Taj Bradley, Rays prospect pitcher, pitching a spring training game this year. Uh, First, first outing in a spring training, gets a foul out by Justin Turner. Now, he's never pitched in the majors. This is just a spring training game. He goes after the game and gets the foul out that Josh Turner did. Uh, the ball? Gets the ball autographed. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Is that a good move or not?
3: I'm going down. I'm up. I'm this guy. Big Where, thumb up right camera. there. Look at that. Look at the size so, of that wait, thumb. He,
2: so he had Justin Turner
3: sign the foul ball. It was a foul out. It was, a, it was an out. He, he jammed him, popped him up. A player, a raised player caught it. It was an out. I don't know. I mean, is he because he's a fan? It's because he's... It's, cause his it's his first major league appearance. He's 21. No, he's 20. No, 21. He's facing Justin Turner, who's, yeah. you know, he looks up to. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not like... Baseball should be fun. This is what spring training's about, getting yeah, autographs well, sure. from your heroes. It is, it
2: is fun, but, you know, I don't know. I think that... Um, there's a little bit of a kind of act like you've been there before. I don't know. He hadn't been here there before. I know. That's why I say you act. <laughs> that's that's, that's oh, who that's directed towards. Such a curmudgeon. Uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's spring training. That's the thing. Yeah. It kind of. Yeah. Okay. But he's.
2: That's he's a my kid. noise. I'm just gonna give a noise instead of a yeah. instead of a thumbs up.
1: Ooh, okay. What right. about this one. XFL. What week? three are we in
3: getting Keto? into week three we're yeah into week I'm starting three. to dial in by the way on these spreads these XFL spreads See, so if boy. you guys need any advice all
1: right so this is where I can already <laughs> tell Chris's answer to this the ratings have been kind of all right so to speak but nowhere near what they were when they, their inaugural season the fact that this started right after the Super Bowl do you think Thumbs up, thumbs down. We should have had a break in between these this uh, football seasons, just a little bit, because I mean it's one after another.
3: I'm thumbs down. Thumbs down on a break. I mean, that's what we're you're asking, right? Should there have been a break? No, thumbs down.
2: In the sense that, like, if you want to have like some type of marketing relaunch, hey, you know, at least have the audience be hungry for a little bit more football rather than launching into kind of a, a second tier football league. I get it, but um, I don't know. I mean, you're asking me to say like, let's go weeks without football. So yeah, we're we'll never going to agree with gonna, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to be no. on board with that. So,
3: and plus, I think thumbs it's down. unfair to compare it to the XFL's. What do you say? Their initial ratings of their first season ever, because wasn't that like 15, 20 years ago? When? No, no, no. Twenty twenty. No. Oh, oh yeah. you mean the Back twenty twenty? Oh, that was the pandemic. We were all trapped. We had we had to watch XFL. Yeah, we had no choice. Season, well, I'm like still thumbs down. Time. I won't continuous football, even I don't if you know. Guys.
1: Yeah, I will say, though, their numbers are like quadruple what live golf got uh, this past weekend. So, well, yeah, no, who, who, that.
3: who can I didn't know the CW network was still a thing until they signed live golf. I'm uh, like, that's the channel well, we used to watch. Everybody hates Chris yeah, on or whatever. Family Matters. reruns. Yeah, well, All right. OK, Major League Baseball asked uh,
1: some of the Major League players to make a bold prediction for the upcoming season. Okay. okay. Joey Votto came up with a great one, and, yep. and he says his bold prediction is extraterrestrials arrive on Earth on April 15th. The 12 and 2 Reds and the rest of the planet learn from, communicate with, and befriend our alien friends. <laughs> the process takes five months. Play resumes in October, the Reds sweep the playoffs, and are World Series champs. Side note, the aliens ask if I would like to accompany them on their ship back to their planet. I oblige, and never to be seen again. <laughs> thumbs up thumbs down to that bold
3: prediction. I like it. A thumbs hey. up for creativity.
1: Yeah. And look, it's a bold
2: prediction, right? So if Joey's right, then um man.
3: Right. Kudos. Super, super bold. Yeah. What like what it. was their record did you say when when the uh Aliens come visit? 12 and 2. Oh, okay. And that's probably they, the bold, start, that's probably the boldest part of that. The well,
1: Reds they, being 12 and 2. Then they start like 3 and 17 or something yeah. last year or something insane.
2: Appreciate your creativity, thanks, BK. Uh, appreciate our guests as well. Um, big thanks to Tony Gonzalez and Vernon Maxwell, our crew here with the Nod Pod Studios, uh, Chris, BK. Um, to watch full-length episodes of this year's podcast, head to fox13news.com slash or QR code. There it is. Zap it while you can. And you can, of course, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Get us every week in audio form. And remember, when you're living in the city, it's do or die, Chris. So come along and ride on this fantastic voyage.
3: I'm glad you didn't go gangster's paradise on me there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Living in a gangster's paradise. I don't yeah. want to walk not, through the valley not, of the not, shadow quite, of death not, right not now. Not quite here. Yeah. All right, very good. Until the next time we're on, there are no off days. Come, around,
3: come along and ride on a... Just roll <laughs> along.
1: That's what we do. <laughs>
4: roll along.